Hi everyone, welcome to the Shout Out Pod Channel podcast. My name is Dina Lamy. Today I am joined by London artist Lamy Benerni. You may know her from Instagram as Lamy Life Drawing. During the start of the pandemic, a lot of us had felt that we needed to do more or that we felt a bit lost. And we really wanted to honour those that are not using the spotlight, inspired by their bravery and sacrifices of all the medical workers out there everyone on the front line. And Lamy started offering free portraits as part of the NHS Heroes Initiative back in March 2020. A way to give back to those on the front line responding to COVID-19 and putting themselves knowingly and winningly in direct exposure of harm's way for our benefit. So Lamy, hi, welcome to the Shout Out Pod channel. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for inviting me. I feel very honoured. <laughs> I'm really happy that you could join us. So, you know, we are now in 2021, but I just want to go back to 2020 and perhaps lockdown 1.0. How was that for you and your family when you first found out that was being locked down? <sighs> it's a big sigh there. <laughs> I think like most people, I was lost, confused, in shock, fear. There was every emotion we were feeling. I mean, it was just, it was just a mad time. It was just never did we think that something like this could happen in our lifetime. Even mentally, you know, we all struggled with our purpose because it felt like we had no control and we really didn't we had no control over our lives it was just taken from us yeah it was a shocking time I mean 2020 for most of us we just want to move on and forget about it <laughs> but it, it doesn't look like it's something we'll ever forget it was um, a moment where we just you know we'll never hopefully never ever go back to that again Absolutely. Well, hopefully, like with the vaccines being rolled out, we'll get back to better times. But how did you start off? Like, how did the initiative start with the portraits for NHS heroes? How did that begin? Yeah, like most people, you know, I was doing the Netflix binging and the uh, you know overeating and um, watching pointless programs on TV at all hours of the night. And it just felt a little bit like, uh, you know, we went through this phase where we just didn't know what you were doing the job world had all just collapsed and um, I was looking at Instagram and seeing what was going out there in terms of what other artists were doing. And I, I was always drawing. So, um, you know, I'd sort of been attending a life drawing class for the last two years on a weekly basis in between my work schedule. And um, yeah, I started drawing uh, the kids at home and my partner and um, they got a bit fed up of life modeling for me, to be honest, which then resulted to me asking a couple of friends, send me a picture. Or I tried actually to draw over Zoom, which failed miserably, partly because of internet connection. And it sort of it kicked off from there, really. I ended up drawing a friend of mine who just happened to be a midwife. And, you know, she was telling me what was happening in the hospital. She, she was a mother of three. And then it sort of started with her. And then all of a sudden, I started getting inundated on Instagram. And it was, you know, from a midwife to a paramedic. They were just sending me their photos through, you know, like sometimes they were really... Um, you know, quite sort of shot on a, on a standard iPhone, but sometimes with like Photoshop filters and Snapchat filters and, you know, a little bit posy pictures. But um, yeah, I just sort of started, I just started drawing and I wasn't really thinking. It was just sort of, I did a drawing and she absolutely loved it. And then she said, oh, let me call my friend. And, and um, next thing you know, I was just drawing away and it started to be, it became a challenge. It was just... There was no like planning to it. It was just, you know, it just kicked off really from there. Yeah, because you initially started off as a 30-day challenge, part of the NHS initiative for the heroes. 
So, okay, so we understand now how it started, but what was that process like for you? You know, for example, like, you know, you're going through the pandemic, you know that you're drawing real life heroes and what they're facing, but how did that make you feel mentally or emotionally? Yeah, it's really funny because what what ended up happening was, um, so I started drawing them and every time I drew one, I would put it up on my wall in my studio. And then it got to a point where my studio was completely covered with faces of strangers that I'd never met, but I only knew their job titles and they were all working on the front line. You know, some were working in the hospitals and, you know, right in the heart of COVID pandemic. And I actually started to feel really good. I started to feel a bit of warmth around me because I felt bizarre. Weirdly, I felt like I sort of knew them. You know, they felt like a little family on my wall. And I started getting text messages from them telling me that, you know, I was making them smile and they were excited to see who I was going to be posting on Instagram the next day because um, what happened was they sent me all their photos and before I knew it, I had like 40 or 50 odd pictures to draw and they wanted to see them, you know, so I had to like, I had to commit to doing one a day, otherwise I wouldn't get through it. But there was a really nice feeling. Yeah, absolutely. There was a, there was a lovely feeling from drawing them and, started, you know, when I started getting their messages as well. Yeah, it gave me a sense of comfort in a time where we didn't know what was going on. And even me as a, as a mother of three and a creative, you know, I felt I felt a sense of purpose for a little while. And it, it was a nice feeling. Yeah, it was a really, really nice feeling. And I did I did miss those drawings when they were gone. Uh, absolutely. I, I absolutely missed them because they were there. And I, I almost actually even knew everyone by by picture. I knew their names as well which was a bit crazy um I could identify each one by by their hairstyle or by a dimple yeah it was a really a really lovely feeling well you also raised money for the NHS as well so that was incredible I mean not only are you giving back to the frontline workers in no matter how you feel it is it's like you know you're giving back to them but you're also giving back in a wider community by raising money but also allowing other people to donate as well so I always love the ripple effect when people are creating challenges not only is it for themselves but it's to give back to community but it's also opening that door to other people to be part of that and I've loved the development each time I've gone on your Instagram and seeing all these fantastic workers being captured by your incredible creativity so well done to you you're working on a book at the moment. I don't want to give two away. I don't know what, you know, you want to talk about, but you are working on putting this as a collection together, right? All of your drawings for the NHS workers. So what, what happened was, like I said, you know, I had these drawings in my care and then they were taken away. <laughs> of course, you know, they, they, you know, when I, when I did draw them at first, I, I said to myself, should, should I keep them? And then I thought, but I can't keep them. It didn't make sense, you know? So I thought, because I sort of got quite attached to them. And then obviously I said, no, they need to go to the heroes' homes. You know, they need to go and live with them. They, you know, it's, you know, they were doing a terrific job on the front line, you know. And some of the stories I was hearing was, you know, it was, it was amazing, some of the work they were doing. I mean, a lot of these people were, you know, they had families. They had one, one um, NHS um, hero. She was a porter who hadn't seen her child or her family. She was living in a hotel she was a porter and it was you know it was reading some of the stories it was quite quite emotional and you could see you know so when I was drawing them and sending them a picture of themselves you know they were like oh wow you know and then I put them on Instagram and highlight them each day 
yeah they were yeah they really they really enjoyed that but like I said when the drawings had all gone I felt lost without them to be honest with you so that's where the book idea came from I think I did about almost 50 portraits and I believe one of them has gone to as far as India to wow. yeah she's a I believe she's a Kingston medical uh, I think she's a nurse yeah Marianne, that's it. She was a nurse and um, she sent her picture to India for her parents who were really proud of her. So, yeah, so when all the drawings left, you know, I felt that I needed to put them all together collectively in a book. And some of them wanted to share their stories. So I even have, um, I had one lady contact me on Instagram who was a nurse, a midwife, and she was lovely. She, you know, she asked me if I could draw her and uh, I I offered to draw her and she was like, she also wanted to share her story. So I've got a couple of stories and bios and a few words from the NHS heroes themselves. So it's not just the drawing, you know, of, of the heroes. But yeah, the idea is it'd be a tribute to them again in aid of NHS charities. So I'll be fundraising again. So predominantly, most of the proceeds of the book will actually go towards the NHS charities. But yeah, it got it slightly delayed. I was hoping for the book to go out in 2020. But, um, you know, things have, a lot of things have happened. So it's, yeah, it's in the works at the moment and I'm hoping to get it out uh, in, in the next week or so. So that I can't be- wait. Yeah, I can't wait. To, that will be almost a, a completion to the project, I believe. And it'll be a nice tribute to them as well. You know, they'll have the opportunity to see, you know, their images will be up there. You know, you don't tend to hear of many, you know, frontline workers being, even in the art world, you know, you never see, you know, frontline workers being glorified you know being praised for the work they've done so you know to draw a paramedic or a nurse or a porter or a midwife or a student you know it's important uh the NHS have done a hell of a lot so I mean I'm really humbled to them and I really appreciate what they've done because uh, they saved my life a couple of years ago so to do anything for the NHS was you know it was a no-brainer but yeah I mean um they took care of me when I was really sick. So doing a drawing and giving it to them didn't feel like much. Do you mind talking a bit about your experience? Well, I about two years ago, I had an append- appendix rupture. Uh, and funny enough, I think like most mothers and most people, I was so busy doing everything there was to do. You know, for me, I'm always busy. I never stop. And I lost track of listening to my body. I was running. I was probably at the best stage of my life. I was running three, four times a week. I was kickboxing. You know, I was working. I was nonstop. And then all of a sudden, you know, I didn't see the signs. And then boom, you know, I just, I just collapsed. It was a very horrific appendix rupture, which took me to hospital. And I was fighting for my life, literally. I was, yeah, I was literally fighting for my life. I, I'll never forget it to this day. And I think it has definitely changed me. But yeah, I think I think a lot of people out there, we get carried away doing things and we don't listen to our bodies. Uh, we need to just, you know, stop and take the time. I mean, saying that, I'm back to running again three times a week. So I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm completely, um, I'm still doing a lot even now, but it's just the way I am. I like to be very, very busy. I'm quite motivated, so yeah. But they were amazing. The NHS were amazing. They 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 took such care of me when I was in hospital, uh, Kingston. Um, yeah, amazing, absolutely amazing. What they had to put up with. I mean, I just I could never do their job. I could never be a nurse or a doctor. I mean, it's just yeah, they're amazing service. Absolutely amazing. So, 
you know, God forbid what they're dealing with now in this pandemic, you know, um, it's just, yeah, awful, awful. So, I, yeah, I was very lucky, very, very, very lucky indeed. So to honour them with this tribute might be yeah. an incredible sense of accomplishment for you in terms of giving back. And how will people be able to buy this book? Would it be via Amazon? Well, I'm looking at the moment, well, I'm going to be putting up on the website um, so they can do pre-orders. Um, okay. Yeah, there'll be a link on there. I am looking at getting a publisher, but I'm still looking, yeah, I'm still investigating that. I mean, the idea really is just to get the book out there. It's not necessarily, it would be nice if it made some, you know, proceeds that go to the NHS charities, but it would be a lovely little tribute to have, you know, I'm not planning on being a bestseller, uh, you know, by all means, but it's a nice book that, you know, it's a little project that happened over lockdown 1.0, which we'll never forget. And the very bright drawings are extremely bright and bold drawings I've been told <laughs> they, they, they are you, you are you are incredible I mean I've got I've got one of your drawings because you put up a uh, giveaway competition on your Instagram and I always wanted one of your drawings but I was like hey when I get you know like obviously like when I get into a better situation then I'll commission one but when you did the competition I was like oh my god yes and then you know you'd ask me to to send through a portrait obviously it's of uh, the legendary singer Egyptian singer uh, Umkiltum just as a reminder of my whole family like and what that image does but when I look at the image it is so vibrant it captures an essence or character in that person and I love I love your style I love also the red background it's incredible yeah it's funny you say that because I didn't think I had a style but it seems <laughs> to evolve over time the red paper was something I've picked up about two years ago at a life drawing class you know, the, I joined this life drawing class. It was quite funny in Kingston called Cass Art with a fantastic guy, Robin Rutherford, who's, um, you know, an artist who runs this class. And I, I went along, I went along to it. I mean, I hadn't been, funny enough, I hadn't done life drawing in 18 years. You know, I'd studied fine art and that was my background, but I'd worked in advertising and design for the last, you know, 18 years. So, you know, to pick up a pencil and really draw people again was a very bizarre thing. And then when I went along to it, you know, very hesitantly, and I started drawing, you know, I was, you know, I just absolutely loved it. And it just became my weekly ritual that I would go to for the past two years. And then through that class, I was buying, um, I was trying out different colored paper. And, and one week it'd be red, and next day it'll be blue or yellow or orange. You know, whatever mood I was in, I would pick up a bright color. I'd never use white. I would be the one person in that room who would refuse to use white. And then, at one, yeah, at one stage, it just became consistently red. I just, there was something about red, the boldness, the vibrancy of it. You know, it said passion. It said, you know, it said so much. And I just thought, yeah, I went with the red and it just continuously, yeah, I went with it really. And it just became my style over the NHS um, portraits over those months. And I do, yeah, I do tend to refuse to use white because I think it's just, it's far more different. It's bolder. It's vibrant. We need colour. I love the red. Even like the David Attenborough portrait you did or the Amy Winehouse and the, yeah, and Barbara Windsor and Boris Johnson. <laughs> They're incredible. Like, I love it. Do you know what I mean? Like the red is just the perfect background for it. And I see that you've also got George Floyd up there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I do have George Floyd. I mean, um, yeah, that was a little. That was after the month of after the lockdown. NHS guys, I um, I don't know. I just went for a phase where I was doing people in the media who were, you know, I got a bit annoyed with Boris, so I thought I started drawing <laughs> Boris. 
But it's actually become one of my favourite portraits. It is a really good portrait, though, yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, I seem to just hold on to it. I I did want to try and send it to him. Because I do feel that when you do a portrait of someone, it shouldn't really stay with you. So I do feel like a lot of these portraits do need to go to the right people. So, yeah, I mean, sadly, I did Barbara Windsor. But that was, yeah, it was a lovely, you know. But, yeah, I yeah, I was doing a bit of experimenting over the last few last few months, um, trying to draw celebrities uh, as well as obviously everyday heroes. But yeah, I mean that's um, that's you, that's your uh, uh, Captain Tom Moore. Absolutely, yeah. Captain Tom Moore became became a he's already a hero from the wall, but a new renowned hero again. I yeah, used to so definitely send those to them. Absolutely, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do want to send some of them actually because it would be nice to um. It's always nice to give them away, actually. It's a nice feeling about it. Because I probably appreciate it more as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I also think the Captain Tom Moore, like especially like with his GQ. Oh, I saw cover, that. Was that was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. I thought that was great. Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, he's done so much. He's, he's actually an NHS hero as well. So I've he added is. him to my bunch. He wasn't one who sent me his photo, but I've just... <laughs> added. So you might you should, you should definitely you send that to him. You might find him in the book. So I've added him because I just thought, you know, you can't be, you know, it can't be done without him as well. He deserves a place. Yeah, I mean, you've got George Floyd up there. Yeah, obviously the months that we went through, you know, it was, um, yeah, that became an iconic image. I would like my drawings to have some purpose in the sense that maybe they could be, you know, donations and prints to charity to the the organisations as well. So like Barbara Windsor, it would be nice if this could maybe become a print for like Alzheimer's you know, because she suffered from it tragically. So, yeah, I would like, I like the idea of having purpose to art. So not just being a piece of art that's just going to sit on the wall. It's actually going to, you know, donations and proceeds to go towards help the cause. Do you think 2020 has defined that for you? It's helped you define purpose for your artwork? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do enjoy drawing, but I always feel like I need a purpose to it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Which takes me on to my, you know, my latest project, which I've, I've been speaking of doing, <laughs> slightly delayed because of lockdown 3.0, I believe, <laughs> which takes me on to my latest project, which is Little Heroes, which is exactly what it, what it is. You know, it is aimed at, you know, the children who have suffered heavily during this pandemic, uh, uh, the mental health, which has gone through the roof. And, you know, the kids, the poor children of the world. So I would like to be doing, so that one will be portraits of children, which I'll be starting. And hopefully there'll be a, a charity initiative with that as well. And so that's, yeah, that's my, my next project, which is in the works. <laughs> I know, I love it. I love the impact that you're having, not only just for yourself, but also for the wider community. It is so important. It feels like during 2020, I know we're in 2021 and January feels so long, but Back in 2020, it felt like we lived a lifetime in a space of 12 months. You know, like a lot had happened. A lot is still happening. But when you see people working to create a positive social impact in the world in the midst of all this chaos, it's fantastic. And, you know, that's, this is really why I wanted to speak to you. I mean, it's exactly what you're doing. You're creating a, a positive social impact out of all of this misery and chaos and you know I mean you're a mother of three so how do you balance that with your own children you know I mean yes. you, how old are your children by the way 
Uh, so my children are, um, so my eldest is 14. She's at secondary school. And the other two are uh, nine and 11. So they're at primary school. Yeah, how do you, how do you balance it? Ugh. You you need to have a structure in place. You know you need to have a routine. You know you need to be to, you need to be the rock for the family. I mean, even when when lockdown 1.0 happened, I you know I, I took control and uh, I was almost like military type. <laughs> I was a bit extreme actually, to the point where I was you know dragging them out on um, you know morning runs, you know running around the neighbourhood and coming back, and there would. Be, you know, they'd be doing their homeschooling from nine to three. You know, I, I, I kept that all in place still because I refused for them to like fall behind. You know, I mean, I don't know if they will fall behind. I mean, I try my best not to, but um, you could never replace teachers in the school. You know, online learning is, is great, but it's not quite the same. So, yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I, I, you just have to find the time. I mean, with the lockdown 1.0, I was, you know, I was homeschooling during the day. And then in the later afternoon, I would then lock myself in the studio and draw the heroes. And I would literally have to like close the door and say, nobody interrupt me. And that was my moment of peace for an hour or two to draw someone. You know, that was my escapism because otherwise I was going to go insane. You know, it was too much. It was too much to cope with. And then this fear of going out and worrying about your family and your parents, you know. Yeah, you have to find a sense of balance. I mean, with this lockdown and with lockdown 2.0, I believe I sort of took a bit more time for myself in a sense that, you know, I'm, I'm doing more running, looking after my physical and mental health more because I think that's more important. I think that the problem with this pandemic, what happened to a lot of people is that when they lost their jobs or they weren't working, they felt they had no purpose. And I think this is one of the biggest things that you, you need to find your purpose and a job is not going to do that for you. You know, it pays the bills, but it's not, it's not the end all. And I think that was something for me made me realize, well, I'm, you know, you, you, people focus too much on income uh, and they need to just do what they love. And then hopefully it will develop. Yeah. I mean, how do I balance it now? Again, in lockdown, taking it a bit more, a bit more easier now, a bit more relaxed. I think we've all become professionals at lockdowns. <laughs> Sorry to say it, but I think we know how to handle ourselves now. And just, yeah, just to take it a bit more easier now. I think with this lockdown, just to take one day at a time and to just to, yeah, to really appreciate that we're here and we're alive. Sadly, you know, some of us have lost family members, which, you know, just a few days ago, a friend of mine lost his father. We just need to be really appreciative of being here. You know, we made it to 2021. And we just hope that the world will get back to normal and, you know, that hopefully there'll be like these death numbers will decrease at the moment. It's quite scary. There's no way to handle it, really, but just to find a, a way that works for you uh, and to look after your mental health. I mean, I know that's one of the biggest issues now from this pandemic. I think, um, yeah, just take it easier now in lockdown now and just take a breather and maybe not push yourself to two extremes, do too much or to learn everything or to learn programs or learn how to baked banana bread <laughs> yeah. I think it should be like I think this lockdown is a very different feeling to the very first one I think you can see that from most people in general when you look on Instagram there isn't that hunger to do so much or to learn so much I think now people are just looking looking to look after themselves as best as they can uh, especially mentally as well I think that's one of the biggest the biggest things that have come out of lockdown 3.0 no absolutely 
Absolutely, I think. Uh, but I think also we're all just sick and tired of uh, Zoom calls with family members. And uh, but, but at the same time, we're very grateful for it because WhatsApp video calls and like Zoom has been an absolute blessing. But I don't think we ever thought we'd see ourselves in this situation. But if I was to take you back to 2019 December, sounds like a lifetime, right? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> what were you? What were your plans for 2020? What were my plans for 2020? Well, to be honest with you, I was on a an adventure, which was trying to return to the ad industry in the UK. And I was sort of doing a lot of training programs. Um, some of them were ones that I won and got onto. So I, I, I took part in, a, in a, a creative comeback program, which was a sort of female initiative to get mothers back and women back into the creative industries because there's a real lack of it. So I, I um, yeah, I took part in that and I took part in another initiative as well. So I was on the hunt really to get back into the creative industries as a creative. In the process, I was meeting loads of copywriters, which when I look back at it now was a bit of a challenge because I met quite a few copywriters and never really became the ideal team. So I was already on quite a bit of a challenge and I was doing a lot of uh, creative briefs for brands. I was pitching. So I was, yeah, constantly extremely busy and constantly being creative, coming up with creative strategies for brands. So yeah, that's where I was in. December 2019, with a hope to get back into the creative industries as a creative with a creative partner, but that didn't come to light. <laughs> or it came uh, to light in a different way. Yeah, well, I mean, I never met that perfect partner. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. But it was a great learning experience. So I don't regret one bit of it. I met a lot of great people, some of the great mentors I have, met some terrific people along the way. So you know, I always look at it as a as a positive experience and I learned a hell of a lot. So whether I'll go back into that industry now with the current climate, not really sure, I suppose, like a lot of people, unsure of what the circumstances would be. So like most people, learning new skills, exploring other avenues and keeping my feet still in it. And um, yeah, just keep learning and doing things and keeping busy is sort of the heart of what I've been doing, really, and continue to do so, I hope, for the years to come. Well, Lamy, I look forward to, to seeing the final product of the book, the tribute to the NHS workers. And I look forward to supporting and sharing the NHS charity link that you set up in process of the book. And for the uh, young heroes, I look forward to seeing your, your latest project develop. How can people get in touch with you to be part of this? So I'll probably do it all on social media again, like I did last time. So I'll probably put something up in my stories, Instagram stories, and I'll probably be inundated with images again. <laughs> but I'm hoping this time I might get some more emotion from my pictures because as much as I love drawing smiley faces, I felt that in this initiative, I wanted to have a bit more emotion. So I'll be quite particular on the photo requests. So that'll be, um, yeah, I'll be posting it on Instagram and they'll be able to get in touch with me through that way. But yeah, that so yeah. Keep your eye on that, and um, and your yeah. and your Instagram is on is um at Lammy underscore life underscore drawings. So That's I'll correct. put that up as well. Perfect. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm also on my. I've got a website which is www.lammycreative.com, and on there you can see some of my work that I've been doing as a creative, and also the NHS project. That's also up on the website. Oh, fantastic! So we're coming to wrap up the first segment and then move on to the second segment how do you feel about the 10 rapid fire questions 
Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that was your point. <laughs> <laughs> Hesitant though. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so I'll ask you a question and it's the first thing that comes to your head, single word answers. You don't normally have to elaborate okay. more than that. But I always say that and then I end up asking more questions. I'm like, no, Dina, you shouldn't be doing that. But anyway. So question number one, what is your favorite word? Adventurous. Yes. Oh, actually, you are adventurous. Again, see, I, I said I said you don't have to elaborate, but actually you are adventurous because uh, you used to live in Dubai, right? And you're part of a TV game show that you I was, Yes, I think that was in 2004, I believe. I took part in the Middle East version of Fear Factor. Oh, wow. How is that? <laughs> yeah, very surreal, amazing. Never underestimate what you're capable of, I would say, to most people. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy because I had never planned to take part in it, and it all just happened well, very. Right? I did, yes, unexpectedly, <laughs> yes, yes, unexpected, not planned, not planned. In fact, I I didn't plan that at all. Even taking part was just an adventure. I said, "Oh, let's just try it," and you know, I wasn't expecting to even last the first round. But um, yeah, funny enough, I did win that. It was yeah, very yeah, very um, yeah, amazing experience. I would definitely encourage anyone to take part in these sort of fear factor programs like celebrity get me out of here or anything like that definitely what what you see as well on tv is generally really what it's like it really is there's no pre-rehearsal to you know snakes being laid on your belly or anything like that it was literally it's on the spot you know i had snakes on my belly i had crabs on my legs it was oh just, it was crazy it was a crazy experience but not one I regret to this day. Absolutely loved it. And it, it just says so much about you as a person as well, like how much you can handle. And like when you put something in your head and mentally you say to yourself that you're going to do it, you are going to do it. And it really is, um, yeah, it said so much. Um, yeah, absolutely loved it. Okay, so what's your least favourite word? Boring. What turns you on in human behaviour? Shouting. What turns you off? Arrogance. <laughs> Wait a minute, what turns you on is shouting. Yeah, but shouting for joy. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. What sound or noise do you love? The sea. Mm, the waves, yeah. yeah, the waves of the sea, yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? My parrot. <laughs> you have a pet parrot? I do, he's become very irritating. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite swear curse word? Oh, do you want me to say it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been known to say shit a lot. <laughs> Not deliberate. It just comes out. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Acting. Mm. I think you'd be pretty good at that. <laughs> what, what profession would you not like to do? Dentist. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? At last. <laughs> <laughs> At last, you made it. <laughs> not sure if I'm going to make it, but we'll say that. <laughs> no, yeah, it will. It will, definitely. Thank you very much. That was the 10 rapid fire questions. Oh. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Quite unusual. Before we go, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Well, I suppose anybody out there who's hesitant about drawing or about being creative, I would say my advice be, would be to just just do and just don't think. Just pick up a pencil and start drawing. Or, you know, I think like a lot of people are very hesitant and I think you should just 
just enjoy it. Just go with the flow and enjoy it. And just, you know, stop thinking everything through. We don't always have the answers. And art is one of those subjects that you just need to explore and have fun. So I think that would be my, yeah, I think that'd be my message to, to a lot of people. Lamy, thank you so much for honouring our NHS workers and the work you do. And I look forward to seeing all your future projects. And until then, everyone, thank you very much for joining us and uh, see you next time. Thank you.